This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable. This week, it's Dr. Doolittle time, as the gents discuss our third and feathered friends. Psychotic Scooby Wade gives the ultimate sanction to Mole. Criticaling Mark admits his mood can summon the Grim Reaper, and bug-crushing Bob divulges his experience with stalking possums. From Skyrim stuff pooping to hawk-induced deceleration trauma and sack scorch. Yes, it's time for Why Animal There? Now sit back and prepare to be distracted and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Distractable. I'm today's hostess with the mostest, Wade. Joined by as, as, joined by as always... I said it with, uh, by my co-hosts, Mark and Bob. Hi, guys. Hello. Baz always. Baz, good to have you. Baz always. I could redo things trying to make it sound better, but like I decided not to because, well, me. You look confused, Mark. What's confusing about this? I don't know. Just like I said, the vibes. I, I feel like you and me, Bob, we're always on the same wavelength. We're like right mm-hmm. vibe in the beginning of the episodes. We're always like So why this. should you give Bob all your points because you're just taking it from his vibe? I don't know if it matters what I say, whether I win or lose, so fuck you. You know what, Mark? Two points to you. You're winning. No. Eat my ass. Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, Bob, your name is Wade now, because I put Mark and Wade instead of what Mark and Bob, so just... Suck my ass. Uh, after class. Or class? After episode. <laughs> Teacher. <laughs> Teacher. <laughs> yes, Bob? Suck my ass. Suck my ass! Look at my ass! I'm gonna move on from this bit before I get uh, cancelled to the curb. Uh, but welcome to the show, everyone. If you've never been here before, one person host, the other two people compete for points. Teacher, can you pat my head? Call me a good boy! Good boy. See, that's worse. See, that's worse. Why would you do that and not want worry about being cancelled there? Well, because I'm probably a psychopath. I could see it. I could see it, yeah. In any case, uh, one of them will win. They'll host the next episode. I can talk about what I want. But first... Small talk time. I'm glad we just announced that now. We don't try to like subtly like imply like, how are you guys doing? It's like we literally just like small talk segment. It's a segment of the show. It's a it's a predetermined segment. It, it was never a mystery. We always just tried to do better transitions, but we we literally just jump randomly from topic to topic. I suppose that's fair. So in honor of our segment, uh, talk smallly about what's new. Uh uh points are at stake james takes man poops james is my baby he takes man poops like steals them or has big poops some of his poops smell like baby poops which has which is not not one singular smell but there's like a it's like a vibe that baby poops give off like puppy breath some of his his poops smell like a full-grown man 
took a dump into a baby's diaper. It's horrific. Have you ever pranked him and taken a poop in his diaper and then tried to frame him for it? Once, but I got caught. <laughs> I want to go on the record and say I've never stolen any poop in my life. There's no poop stealing. <laughs> there's poop giving. The sneaky, sneaky giving away of poop, Mark. No, never done that either. It's like whenever you're stealthing in Skyrim or something and you try to place a poop on someone's person to frame them as the pooper. What, like in, when they're sitting on the toilet? What, when, when is this occurring? You stealth up behind them and then you equip poop in your left hand and then you clap your left hand on their back so you smear the poop and go. Like the Jarl's giving his big speech about the dragons and you're like, <clears throat> poopy. The trick is you put a bucket on their head first and then you can cover them in all the poop you... I don't want to talk about that. I hate this conversation. Fuck you! Mark, minus two points for not uh, co uh, cooperating with that conversation. You guys are both tied at zero again. I'm glad! So what's new with you? James is taking man poops, Mark. What's new with you? I take man poops every day. You don't see me bragging about it. All right, two points to Bob for bragging about his baby's man poops. What a four-point swing that was. I think that just because the only thing I've done is live, eat, and breathe, and edit um, doesn't mean that I shouldn't get points for that. That's fair. Two points to you. Okay, cool. Yeah. Bob talked about his baby for like months there. Every week, I like to talk about his baby. I want to talk about editing a movie. You have been talking about editing a movie. You talk about it all the time. Yeah, I know, right? I want to talk more about it. Like almost as much as I talk about my baby. More, maybe even. I talk about what? Moving and not putting up phone panels? Is that right? I can't believe how long it's been since you were supposed to have phone panels and don't still. It has been quite a while. Trust me, they are they're ready to go up. I said that last episode, uh -huh. but based on our attire, can you tell how long it's been since we recorded last episode, dear viewers? The thing is, you could literally take two seconds and drag them into your office, and it would dramatically improve the sound environment. Oh, you silly fool. <laughs> yeah, that has nothing to do with your ability to drag foam in there. Me being a fool does not apply to your predicament. I have a torn shoulder. <laughs> Foam is very light. That torn shoulder was a year ago. It had to have healed by now. Was that really a year ago? It was July, I think, of last year, yeah. I've had perfect vision for over a year now, and I've done everything in my power to change that since. I was gonna say, <laughs> slash back to the image of you looking super cracked out, just staring at the camera. <laughs> yeah, did I did I tell anyone that, like, shingles almost spread to my eye? Did I say that, oh, too? Oh, no. I think you might have off camera? I don't know if you said it to the viewers. Maybe, yeah. So I talked about, like, me getting shingles, which was hilarious to sounding. Not fun in the execution of it, um, but it, it can spread to your eye. Um, yeah. And and it's like, it usually just stays on the one side of your body, but it can it can spread to different parts of your body, and I started to get it in my eye, and that was extremely concerning. It'll do damage to nerves and blind ya. Yeah, exactly, but I caught it all very early, so it's all good now, um, and my vision is still very perfect. Well, that's that's good and also scary. Yeah. Can you stop like horrifically injuring yourself and or getting crazy diseases for like a year? Just like take it easy for a year. I don't know how. All right. Two points to mark for brutal honesty. You just want to see if your body could take being healthy and uninjured for a while. My body's been able to handle everything so far, so it's not like uh, that'll ever catch up to me, you know? The limit does not exist. The limit does not exist. Didn't you break an ankle walking your dog? I don't know if your body has held up super well. In a sewer <laughs> grate or whatever it was. It wasn't just, or no, you were stepping down a curb or something, right? Yeah, I will say that, like, I, I feel like that was partially caused by the type of shoe I was wearing because I was wearing one of those sock shoes, you know, that has no ankle support. It's basically 
basically like a it's the illusion of a slipper um and so when you roll there's nothing standing in the way and actually i feel like the stretchy fabric leveraged my foot in a way that caused it to <laughs> it wrenched it even harder than it otherwise would have i literally think so so i don't know if that's entirely uh my fault also i feel like i had some uh, my diet is basically just cheese and salami yeah it's literally blocks of cheese and salami and i feel like ordinarily you'd think like oh the calcium but i feel like there's various other nutrients that are not included in cheese and salami uh that your body needs on a daily basis like two maybe like two i actually want i'm curious about that was it was in there say like a nutrition of what nutrients doesn't salami and cheese have okay here we go fooddata.gov here we go okay so you got like it's got macronutrients Got calcium, iron, not much iron, a little bit of magnesium, tiny. These are tiny amounts. Well, if you eat enough of it, those amounts add up. Yeah, you just need to eat more of salami and cheese. Is there any resource that like shows you if you plug in a food, it'll show you what's missing? Because that that's probably more helpful. It sounds like a thing that should exist. I would. Yeah, I would guess maybe is the answer. What a strong commitment, Wade. I'm going to say definitely. <laughs> I think that might maybe exist. That's why they call me Fence Rider Ra- Raid. Fence Rider Raid. <laughs> Scooby-Doo is announcing this episode. <laughs> Fence Rider Raid? Well, what's new with you, Wade? The host never gets a small talk, except all the time. But how are you? How's it going? Very busy. Um, It turns out, when you move into a new house, if you have, like, let's say, three trips planned to travel around the country, and you also have, like, six groups of people who want to travel to see your new house, and they come to visit back to back to back to back to back to back, you don't have a lot of downtime to do things other than prepare for the next group, such mm. as wash and dry your foam panels so you can hang them up. Mm, excuses. I like it. It was a little bit tricky. We had to order a new vacuum. or I, I need to get, like, a shop vac. I, I think they're called shop vacs, like the stronger vacuums that clean up, like, he- more heavy-duty messes. When they did this office, they did a good job of cleaning up the office inside, but the other parts of the basement they put the office in they did not clean up all the drywall dust and little like sticky black ooze spots i don't even know what those are and there's just like little metal pieces that look like non-sharp nails without the heads they're just like metal crooked rods everywhere and those were just kind of laying all over the unfinished part of the basement and they look like staples but they're like there's no it's like long one long side of a staple and they're all like that so I don't really know what the hell they are. They're like pins, just big metal pins. But there's like all kinds of crap like that that we cleaned up. We actually did clean it all up, but it took some time to like scrub all the sticky, whatever the hell it was out and all the other things because we want to use the unfinished part as a storage area for all the boxes from the other house that are just like, I don't know, yearbooks and childhood memories and things like we did hold on to. Stuff you don't need, but you're going to keep. Stuff, yeah, stuff you don't need, but like you you say you're going to throw it away and then you look at it and you're like, fuck! And then you keep it anyway and you move it. We have all that stuff to put in the storage room now, but that also just finding time for all that. We got like the top two floors of the house, like ready, the upstairs and the main floor, the basement, those boxes need to be cleaned up. And then we're pretty much fully moved in minus just a couple of little things like office panels. We've been pretty good. It's really busy. Molly's parents visited. We've got friends in town. Uh, my aunt's coming into town for like a family reunion here in uh, like a couple weeks. And just there's always, there's just been a nonstop kind of revolving door of company, which is really nice. We love having people here. But Molly and I have not had like a week straight of just living in our house. We just haven't had that yet. So we've made tons of memories in like a month of being here, but no time to actually just like exist. Yeah. Boo! 
who? Oh no! I've been busy 16 hours a day! All I do is wake up and work and oh no, you have friends over! Oh, you have fun times to be had! I haven't had any- yeah. See, The difference is, Mark, I, I kind of, um, I think I work to live, I think you live to work. You think I'm happy? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had three consecutive hours of sleep one night in the last month. Oh, here we go again with the baby. Oh, this guy with his baby. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving with the baby. Can't be that hard. I just moved without one and I'm fine. <laughs> I'm glad you interrupted me. That was really messed up. I was about to make a prostate cancer joke, but that's... Oh. I'm also glad I interrupted you then. Glad you didn't say that. I don't know why I'm turning into Mickey Mouse. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be canceled <laughs> for that. Come on, save your career here. Anyway, I have a baby and he doesn't sleep. I thought he was sleeping better. Is he back to not sleeping? The whole moving across the country, ruining his schedule, changing time zones by three hours thing really didn't jibe with him. Just barely starting to get into a routine. We're basically totally fucked back at square zero with uh, him sleeping consistently and helping us out with that. Yeah, because if you're trying to put your kid to sleep at like seven or eight o'clock and then all of a sudden seven or eight o'clock becomes eleven o'clock. Seven or eight o'clock. Listen. This kid stays up till midnight, okay? <laughs> this kid does not fuck around. So this kid's got my schedule. He's like 3 a.m. baby. Babies are supposed to go to bed at like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, something like that, and sleep for like 12 hours. He does not want to go to bed until like 11 o'clock, midnight. When he was really little, he would stay up until 2, crying, and then fall asleep at 2, and then sleep until like maybe like 9, and then wake up and get back to it. We, and people are like, oh, you just need a schedule. You just need a routine. You just need a bedtime routine. We've tried all that. We're familiar with what all of the resources say to do. He just doesn't sleep. He doesn't like sleep. We got like a weird, broken baby who thinks he's an 18-year-old who doesn't like to go to bed. So. I hope he eventually gets on a schedule for you. And then like someone shows up and they're just like, see, I told you. Anytime you have something that goes wrong, I just imagine that guy showing up and just... The subreddit guy. It's the subreddit guy. He works for woes. <laughs> Mark, that's a reference to our classic episode, Bob's Fringe. Remember the guy who came and measured and is like, see, I told you. Oh, I told you there should be a shut-off valve for the water. I told you. I see. I see. It's like the one episode we've done that I can like quote because I've seen like the animations and listened to it so many times because that just makes my day hearing Mark and I just laugh for an hour while you rage out. I woke up today to still more tweets asking me how my fridge is. That will be the rest of your life. <laughs> it does not go away. Welcome to my shut up Wade era. That one was a little meaner, but I feel I feel the vibes that you had to live with. It was meaner, but there was less like actual trauma associated with it whereas your fridge was truly like a horrifying experience whereas shut up wave was just something we said while gaming which was fine because you guys are the new fridge at the new house seems to be working perfectly and i'm never buying another one fridge saga over but what will go wrong we had ants we had to get rid of a bunch of ants and they were like the little ants the old house we had like little ants so we could buy the little ant, the ant bait traps this was like the big like carpenter ants if you have a bunch of big carpenter ants, there's no, like, kind of yeah. seeing them. It's like, 
Like, you see them everywhere because they're fucking enormous. Even that's not so bad, though. Ants aren't so bad. Ants are bad. What are you talking about? I mean, you got to take care of it, Mark. What are you talking about? You didn't have ants. What are you talking about? The thing is, like, with ants is, is taking care of it is almost like a fumigation level thing. Once they find their way in, they don't ever want to leave. And they always find a way back in. You, you like, cover the entrance that they came in with every kind of poison, every trap possible. They, they will overflow your traps with bodies and then climb over them to get to the <laughs> one piece of meat you left, the single slice of salami that's in the middle of the island in your kitchen. They'll go for it. They will go through anything to get that one piece of meat and then bring it back so they can be celebrated by the queen who poops out a few more babies as soon as you crawl back with poison and die in the cave. I just imagine that piece of salami sitting on your counter covered in ants. And you're like, oh, what do I do to get rid of them? And you leave the salami, but you go and you put poison and stuff everywhere else. And you like come back and they're still on the salami. You're like, oh, they're still here. What do I do to get rid of these ants? I've tried everything. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Guys, I found another subscription. It's not even one. They keep coming. What? That's crazy. But that's okay, because I could use Rocket Money. Uh, <clears throat> Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money can help you have full control over subscriptions, have a clear view of your expenses. If there's anything in there that says, like, hey, please cancel this for me, don't press it. I'm going to go press all of those buttons. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E rocketmoney.com slash distractible. You should get that, Mark. It's probably important. Oh, no way. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential you're talking about the potential the potential you thought to yourself a oh, little elbow grease some fresh installs a little bit of love you could transform that body full of rust into a baby that's all your own cars right 
Yeah. It wouldn't take much to transform my ride. Your ride's more like Schrodinger's ride. If you don't think about it, it both does and does not exist. It is possible. But on eBay Motors, anything is possible. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. They got brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, they're guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's E-B-A-Y-M-O-T-O-R-S dot com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. But Ants is a nice segue because the topic I want to talk about today are, it is rather, animals in places they shouldn't be. I have an interesting story. Molly texted this today. It's an old story. It's from 2019. But the story goes, this is from time.com. A Dutch bird was spotted at the scene of a crime and police evidently had a lot of fun doling out a punishment. They arrested the bird and put it in a cell with bread and water. And then uh, in the photo, to protect the bird's identity, they put a black bar over the bird's eyes in the crime photo. I saw this. This is very funny. And that prompted me to think about like times that animals have just been in places they shouldn't. And I've got a couple of tales to tell, but I thought I would open up the door for you all to talk about experiences like ants if you want, but funnier ones too. Like we had a squirrel in the house at one point, raccoons in the house. My grandma, speaking of salami, would take lunch meats and she would try to lure in woodland creatures into our house in her older years because she thought they were cute and wanted them in our house. So she was trying to lure a family of raccoons into our back door in my like childhood home growing up because she wasn't all there anymore and she wanted a raccoon in the house. That doesn't sound great. Was she ever successful? No, we caught her and we had to figure out ways to convince her that having a raccoon in the house might be a bad idea. But our cat Keeters, he's 16 years old now. Uh, He used to go and catch things like mice and bring them in the house alive so he could toy with them while they tried to flee for their lives because he's also a a psychopath. Bloodsport, nice. So we've, we've had our share of times. Um, I had a German shepherd that managed to get out of a dog crate that was still locked when he got out of it, get into my car and destroy the interior of my car. And that's where I found him one day was just pieces of leather of my interior falling all around as he couldn't get out of the car. He knew how to open the car door from the outside, but not the inside. Arrested birds, dogs and cars, raccoons in the back door. Sometimes animals get to where they shouldn't be. And whether it's a personal story, you guys look it up. I don't really care, but I just figured a nice wholesome pet topic or animal topic i have one that's a real quick one um from right before we moved actually um our our house we moved from out of uh had a fenced in yard and it was like a like a tall fence like a six foot fence and uh it was designed in a way where little like squirrels and animals could walk across the top of it because you could climb down from trees onto it and it so that would happen a lot squirrels would use the fences to like run around but also sometimes possums would use them, even though I thought possums were really more of like a ground animal. Like they don't, do possums climb trees? I don't know. I've only ever seen them on the ground, but I imagine they can. I don't know. Wait, no, po- that's a whole thing about possums dangling from trees by their tails. Oh, that is true. That's a whole that thing. Is it? I didn't know that. uh, that's a whole thing. Anyway, I always imagine them just more like, like, like my, like, mice like they live on the ground so it always freaked me out to see possums on the fence but one of the last nights we lived in that house one of our bathrooms the one i used uh in the middle of the night was like on the back corner and it had a window that looked out right at the fence and 
the fence was maybe like 10 feet away, like pretty close. And I would like to keep that window open because it would get a good cross breeze. So that window is open and I go to the bathroom and I'm standing in the bathroom peeing in the middle of the night. And I look out the window and there's just a possum on the fence, 10 feet away from my face, standing there staring at me. And I'm just like, huh. Okay. And so I like, I finish peeing and I try to not, I try not to move, right? I try not to spook it. And so I finish peeing. I, it stops hearing the noise. And at some point, I don't know if it didn't see me or if it assumed I was just playing possum also or something. Like, I wasn't moving or anything. And he was just like, okay, he's gone. And started to, like, relax and move. And then I took one, like, I took a breath. And I was just like, and he was like, (laughs) and me and this possum had, like, a weird, like, stare down situation. I wasn't going to do anything. He was just on the fence. But he he was absolutely terrified. I don't think he could see me or what, but they have like good night vision because they're kind of, they're nocturnal, right? Or I don't know. It's just weird. Like he wasn't, he was allowed to be there. It was outside on the fence, but it, he's just, he was terrified. And I was just like, go away. Like, shoo, <laughs> don't, I'm peeing, you know, leave me alone. So I don't even know if that counts. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't in a place where he wasn't supposed to be, but it was just a weird. In your mind, he was. It was, it was a weird interaction because he was like, what the f- what's happening in that window? And I was just like, I'm sleepy. Why is there a possum? Why is there a, por- a 4 a.m. possum on my fence? What's happening? Did you ever get up at the same time and find him there like habitually? No. Well, I don't know if it was the same one, but another possum was on the fence in the backyard. And one time we let Lexi out and she immediately spotted it and ran and jumped like it was on a fence where she couldn't reach it but she started like barking and sprinting and jumped at the fence and scared this possum so bad that it fell off the fence into our yard and as soon as it hit the ground it like fell over and then got to its feet and did that thing that possums do where it's like <laughs> and a, like hissy noise sure that wasn't a cat no it was definitely a possum oh they do do hissy noises they they do hissy things We're learning a lot about possums as a group here today. As soon as that happened and the possum started hissing, Lexi went from like barking like she was going to murder it to being like, oh, hey, I thought (laughs) I didn't. I'm going to go. And she like very casually walked back over to me and was like, we should go inside. There's a guy out here. I was like, I didn't think so, Doug. You don't have it in you. Anyway, we had a lot of possums in California. I've never seen a single possum in my life. I don't think in real life anyway. Really? Yeah, where, where would I have seen that? They're kind of reclusive, but they're around. Like, if you really look for them, there they're, they're are a lot of possums around. Uh, I told you guys about the raccoon in the middle of the night story, the two fighting, I think, a long time ago. I, I feel like I attract the fog of death. There are many animals that die around me. Hmm. <laughs> And I feel like that is partly, you know, explained in places that they shouldn't be. And I guess the shouldn't be is around me. Birds fly into our windows a lot. Um, They do that at an alarmingly high rate. How many bird strikes do you guys experience? Like There was one at the last house we lived in. There was one big blue jay who had serious beef with one of our windows. It wasn't like he would fly into it accidentally. He would come up to the window and like grab onto the screen with his claws and just like wham, wham, wham with his head and his whole body. I don't, I've never seen another bird do that. And I don't know why this one was that way, but that was the, that's the only bird I've ever had fly into any window in any house I've ever lived in. So I don't know what's wrong with the birds in your area, Mark. Ours do it 
The old house daily. Like we had birds daily flying to the windows of the old house. Daily. I, th I think it might have partially been because Molly had bird feeders on the deck. And I think when birds would just like fly around or get scared of each other, they would think that the window, because the way that the sun hit, our windows were very reflective outside. So it probably looked like a reflection of the trees. They probably thought huh. they could fly through it. They weren't attacking it, but they would just like get freaked out. I mean, daily might be a slight exaggeration, but it was at least several times a week. Like it was very frequent. You'd hear a dunk. Oh, okay, so you're you're the summoner summoner of death, not me. Then ours didn't die. They were always fine. They never oh, died on their windows. Ours died every time. Oh my god! What kind of windows did, did your windows have turrets? <laughs> no, I'm just saying they came at it with more speed. I guess maybe having a bird feeder close by means that they don't get didn't enough. It, yeah, they they would hit it. And it sounded bad, but they always flew off. Yeah, I think it's just because like we're we're where we are. There's a there's like a path through that they kind of want to dive into um but the thing is they only get summoned by sadness uh so if there's ever any reason to be sad in the house which isn't terribly often but like you know if you're having like a uh get some bad news you read some sad or you're having a tough conversation you know boom yeah without fail Without fail, the sadness summoned a bird to die. You have a sitcom that birds are watching when things get dramatic. They're like, oh, fuck, Jerry, you're up. We're the team. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, it's, so I wasn't going to say it happened daily or even weekly. I thought like a few times a year was like an abnormally high number of bird strikes. But wait, is there causing the bird apocalypse? Our birds hit the windows very often at the other house. This one, I don't. we've not had one yet. The other house, like... I don't know if it was the bird feeders and reflection, but like all the time, very frequently hear the doink as like one would hit and take off. Also, Here. we 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 <laughs> we have a pool, right? So we have this thing called a frog rescue. Or Amy got it. It's like it's it's something that floats, but it has like a little bridge that goes up, so that if a critter gets into the pool, it can have a space to climb out. And without fail, without fail, because we have that, and then like a hot tub. Uh, so we have that. It's in one. We'll find a dead mouse in the other. Yeah. We move it over to the hot tub. Find a dead mouse in the pool. <laughs> we move it over to there. Have you thought about getting a second one? <laughs> I know. I know. I know. A crazy solution. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Quit being sad and cheap, Mark. <laughs> Animals are dying around you. <laughs> I know. At the at the the rules of that company that make that product are you may only have one. <laughs> And you have to choose who lives and who dies. It's a weird legal agreement that I had to sign in blood, but I abide. I abide. The price against it is just too high. When I pierced my finger and my drip of blood fell onto the scroll, the guy was all, <laughs> and then disappeared in a puff of smoke. And I was like, that's weird. But to be fair, you don't really know how many it's saved. So if you see something dead in one, you move it. The, like the mouse that's been using the pool is like, that fucking idiot died the other night. I know this one's safe. He hops in. He's like, oh shit, where is that? <laughs> That's the thing, right? Because I'm sure it's saving a lot. I'm sure it's saving them, but at the same time, it's just like, ah. Every time you move it, there's some guy who's like, ah, time for a dip in the old pool. Splash. Wait a minute. Wait, where's my island? Wait, so, so what we do is we actually have like the one in one and then we have this big flotation device in the other. So at the very least, like if we wake up and then we see it has an island to climb on. So that that is like kept the death at bay for a little bit longer. But turns out there's some wind where we are. 
have you seen it's like a big Maui mat? It's like this big thing. It's a big flat uh, foam thing. If wind picks up, that thing will take off like a kite. It will literally lift off the water somehow and then just and it's been like laid up against like the trees. It's been on the roof. So one mouse hops on the mat and it's like, oh, thank God I'm saved. And the wind picks it up and splats it against the fucking tree. And then it goes back to the window and then it goes out. Bam! It's like a pilgrimage. It's a rite of passage to make it through Mark's yard and survive <laughs> <laughs> i do feel like there is a high amount of death there was a uh, because where we are also there's hawks around so there's lots of hawks and and amy's always worried because there's like they're gonna scoop up henry and i'm like henry is 45 pounds i don't he's a pretty big dog for that i don't think that's i don't think he's gonna get scooped up even if two together no, i even our wiener dogs it's like 16 pounds is a lot for a hawk. A team of four hawks drops down with a net and they lure henry to stand <laughs> in the center of the and the moment he puts his mouth around the pepperoni located at the center of the net the one of them is just like Ca-ca! and they take off in flight in pattern it could happen it could happen you know hawks start using tools the world gets a lot scarier those la hawks are highly organized i really do think it was like four hawks in a trench coat that made me sign that blood pack to only have a one so that they could have a supply the real clue is when they sign the document with their beak but what I often think is, so these hawks, like, they they love this area. It must be good hunting grounds or something like that. Um, because they'll just drop things also. Ooh, neat. And they, you know, when, like, small critters drop from height, um, it's not good for them. It's like a water balloon. <laughs> no, it's not good for them. <laughs> so it's like, not only are occasionally we'll find, like, the most random assortment of meat that was just, like, on the ground... And feathers will just... It's also... Apparently, hawks hate owls. And owls hate hawks. They hate each other. And so they fight each other at all all times. And I swear... When I say that this is a land of death... I I mean it. We once like we're walking the dogs and like uh, a chica found something very interesting and I saw just like two big owl legs sticking out of a bush that were just like like the wizard of oz, you know, when the house landed. <laughs> the bush landed on the owl. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It looked like that. You look in the bush, it's just legs oh. and there's nothing oh, attached no. to the legs. God. But it was just so almost comically like just sticking out from the bush as just these two claws, like big claws. Um and you look in, you're like, well, fuck me. Holy shit. It's just like a horror show. So, yeah, the hawks run this area. And actually, you know what? Maybe the hawks chase the birds in the windows. Oh, I could be. Yeah. Before we get too far away from it, I just want to say this because I thought of it. And I can't think of a, a, a conversational way to bring it up. But when you said the hawks and the owls hate each other. Yeah. All I could think of is, oh, it must be the Hawkfields and the McOwls. <laughs> I'm glad you got that, Wade. Thank you. I appreciate it. I did. The Hatfields and McCoys, Mark. Oh. The classic family oh. feud. Yeah, the, the Shakespeare Hawkfields thing. And Hawkfields and the McOwls. <laughs> okay. That's a my-level pun, so I appreciate it. I, I wanted to like naturally just work that in, and I, I couldn't. It's hard. That's a hard one to just drop, you know. I appreciate it, though. You know what, Bob? Point. <laughs> That's why I did it. I knew you'd like that, Wade. Pure manipulation. I'm afraid of, like, just hanging out in Marcus Yard. I'm afraid, like, you go out there with a drink and, like, a, just a meat chunk drops in your drink. Like, oh, 
and you look at your feet and there's just a bird splatter that hit the window and you're like, oh, I'm just going to get into the pool to get away from this shit. And you get into the pool, just like a whole bunch of mice bubble up and start floating <laughs> on the surface. Yeah, it's real, uh, it's real 13 plagues or whatever number it was. You know, how many plagues was you it? You look up in the tree, there's hawks holding a net just sitting on a branch waiting for someone <laughs> to walk under it. They stare. That's the thing. They stare at you. They they swirl above. They they just like yeah. circle talking to each other. And occasionally they'll get like you'll see a, like smaller bird chasing down a hawk, like attacking it because it's like probably the hawk has its uh, its mate in its claw or something like that. Um, but they, yeah, it's it's wild out here. It's wild. I wonder how big of an animal a hawk can pick up because I worry about Keter. Keter's is like six pounds. Keter seems hawkable. He's he's kind of big, but he's real skinny. He is really skinny. He's always been skinny. He's like six or seven pounds, and he always has been. The dogs get like 15, 16 pounds, and I was worried about them. But I doubt that a hawk would pick a fight with a cat because a, a cat is nimble enough to turn around and flexible enough to probably, even Keeters at his age, could probably fight back and would. Whereas a dog, if it, like a small dog, if you pick it up from a certain thing, there's not much it can do. And again, the whole... The whole dropping thing. Is... Or if it's in a net. You just look out your pool, a dog just comes flying in a net, lands in the pool. <laughs> That'd be terrifying. It survived. <laughs> I think this is just for me, like, you know, remember my childhood where I was like, me and my brother were eco-terrorists and we, we inadvertently caused the deaths. I'm not saying we killed them, but we were the direct result of their demise of many a woodland critter. Maybe this is just... A continuation of that, and actually, I am a harbinger of doom for specifically woodland creatures, owls, and birds. Yeah, I I guess I'm just too good of a person. I don't emanate some sort of aura that causes death to encircle my entire life. I don't know. Yeah, not a lot of death, <laughs> except for Ke Keter's has caused like ninety percent of the deaths. The worst thing I had to do was my family made me kill a mole once, mm -hmm. and that was like that trauma stuck with me because like. They're like, you just hit it with the shovel and it'll die. And I was like, I don't want to do that. And they're like, you have to just do it. And I was pressured into just smacking a mole with a shovel. And I there was pretty much nothing I've done that felt worse than that. I really wish I just put it in a bucket and rehomed it somewhere. I did that when I was like a teenager. Can't believe you would just confess something like that. How horrible. Yeah. Well, killing rodents and troubled critters is a very common thing here in the midwest and it is people are very yeah. casual about it and like i'm sure you you even telling that story i'm sure there are some people out there who were like ah oh, don't be a, don't be a coward about it you just it's just a little creep you just hit them on the back of the neck and whatever but like oh, yeah. i i don't want to i don't want to do that either I, and not because like ew icky i can get because like that's a that thing is alive. It's alive. Not for long, it ain't. Even bugs, I feel bad sometimes killing bugs. This mouse had the gall to come near me in a field next to where I live. I will kill him. Look, listen, you, you could feel bad about bugs all you want. You ever seen a Jerusalem beetle? I don't think so. I think so, yes. I think I, I think I know what that looks like. If I have, I didn't know it by name. Yeah, so, uh, Wade, go look up a Jerusalem cricket. Cricket or beetle? Cricket? Cricket. I, I thought it was beetle. I think it's called both sometimes. Look up this beast. Oh, how big is it? It's that big. As big as you think it is, it's that big. It's huge. They're around here. Those things... Like ugh, I can't even look at them. Horrible. Oh, the mouths, the everything. The thing about it for me is the the color 
is too like fleshy. Yeah, it's very fleshy. It's got like big thighs. It's got thickums. It's ass looks like a bumblebee. For for anyone who's not watching, we're not showing this to the viewers either. So don't worry, you're not missing out. Just Google Jerusalem cricket. They're horrifyingly thick crickets. It's like a giant ant and a giant bee had a horrible baby. A really big ant ate some shellfish and he's got a strong allergy and he just puffed right up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, pretty much, yeah. He's just wandering around like, EpiPen! Oh, EpiPen! (laughs) Yeah, and apparently they bury in the ground and then just like, they they crawl out at random and it's just like, "Mm, it's not good. I also, I don't remember if you guys remember this story, kind of getting back on track a little bit to the animals thing. There was a cat, I don't remember where this was, but a cat, like, I think it might have been a stray cat. I thought we were very on topic, like, with the end we are talking Well, I know, but it's not really the crickets and killing and death. This is, like, a not death-related oh, okay. one. Gotcha. But, like, a, a cat, like, a stray cat broke, in, broke into, got into a zoo, and, like, they found it, like, hanging out with, like, a wild cat of some kind, like a serval or a lynx or baby tiger or something. And, like, they were buddies, like, they never hurt each other, but they were just buddies, this stray cat. and uh, So nice. Yeah, like that's a whole more wholesome uh, story. I don't remember when it was. Somebody can look it up and fact check me, but I'm pretty sure that was a thing. This didn't happen to me, but I went to this place and it happened to a uh, former co-worker, that, a person that Mandy used to work with. So in in the Bay Area, East Bay Area, there's, there's a big mountain called Mount Diablo, um, like the video game. And it's just like a cool mountain. There's a, there's a bunch of like camping, hiking. You can drive up to the top and there's like an observatory type thing. And it's very cool. Very picturesque. We've drove, we drove up there once uh, and it's dope. It's very cool. Uh, but apparently Mount Diablo is known for having tarantula mating season be like a big deal. <laughs> and so there's a time of year, there's a couple weeks, I think in October, if I remember correctly. And this, we learned this because one of Mandy's coworkers happened to go to the mountain during this time period where all over Mount Diablo and in the area that like whatever biome, tarantulas are mating and you'll just see big herds of them like skittering around because they're all running around trying to like find other ones to mate with or something it's like a season where they're very active and you'll just see like large numbers of tarantulas like going around trying to go make babies no 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 the the coworker had no idea this was a thing so they just like got up on the mountain to do whatever you know hike or go see the top or whatever and there were just tarantulas everywhere and they were kind of just like what the fuck what is this place i don't mind tarantulas as much as some other spiders like at a distance running around with a bunch of other ones around feels like something straight out of arachnophobia like the movie like if i knew that and i saw that i would not enjoy it but i'd kind of be like Okay, interesting. But not if I didn't know that and there were just a shit ton of tarantulas everywhere, I wouldn't be afraid it was like the end of times or something. Like a plague, yeah. Yeah, that's some weird like plague on the earth type of shit. And I would <laughs> I would not do I wouldn't freak out. I would not handle that very well. Also the cat was in Petersburg, Russia, and there was a cat that was a calico cat that was homeless and was hanging out with the lynx. Oh, huh. well that's nice. Anyway, more on the topic of horrible, horrible things. Oh, please. I don't know. I have that much more. That's that's really it. <laughs> oh, so you didn't actually have anything to say. 
No, I don't. Did you guys ever see that news story about the bear who would go into the convenience store? They had like a shelf of beef jerky right by the, the front entrance. And so there was this bear who figured that out who would just duck in the front door of the store and grab some like beef jerky or Slim Jims or something and then just get right out of there. And one time they decided to move that stuff away from the door. So the bear came in and looked for his beef jerky and like looked around and was like, what the shit? And like smashed up a shelf and then stormed out as they hid his jerky from him. <laughs> oh. It's uh, it's like it's like the cat story. Like it, this was just some bear that you know lived in a thing near wherever this gas station or whatever was. But dude, I had customers when I worked at gas stations. There were customers that were assholes like that. If you were out of whatever they wanted, and I'm sure they were supposed to have a lot more self control than a bear is. But you know, mm, I don't know. I don't know how much self control a bear is supposed to have. Could be a lot. The only thing I know about bears uh, is what I learned from the movie Cocaine Bear. So. I don't know if I have a very accurate picture of how bears are supposed to be. I wanted to catch a bear. I was in um, Nashville for like a senior trip and there Mm -hmm. was like a mama bear with a couple of cubs. And uh, my friend and I had recently caught a raccoon and we were like, dude, we could probably catch a bear. And thankfully we were talked out of trying, but like... I remember raccoon capturing friend. You told that story in some great detail. You and this genius decided you could definitely get a bear because you got the raccoon so effectively. Yes, but we were talked out of trying, so we did not die trying to catch a bear. Man, I wish you'd tried to catch a bear. I would probably be dead because we would have gone for a cub near its mother and that wouldn't have gone well. You might have survived (laughs) with just some horrific injuries or something. You know, there's a chance, but they probably would have put the poor bear down when they should have put us down instead if we had tried. I don't know if that's going to be a situation with the park ranger like, oh, I don't know which one to see. The idiot or the mom protecting his baby? I don't know. (laughs) I just, I imagine the park ranger's there. He's like, all right, I have to kill the bear. And you're just like, why? That's the bear. And the bear looks over at you and is like, ooh. I look down. I'm just in a bear costume all of a sudden. (laughs) Suddenly you look like that sun bear from that video from the Chinese dude. I was going to say, weren't we talking about the weird ass bear that definitely like a person in a costume? All right, which one of you eats salmon? I do. Boom. I do. (laughs) The one that answers in English. (laughs) Oh, I love salmon on the grill with a little lemon. (laughs) Dude, if I saw somebody wearing a grizzly bear costume and then I saw an actual sun bear side by side, I would also assume the sun bear was the person this, this is this is a mythological creature uh maybe not depends what you believe but uh have you guys seen on tiktok and and or the rest of the internet sack squatch as in like saxophone sasquatch oh, okay sac- i was assuming he's just hefty it's like i don't know what they look like it's like a really tall person who wears a sasquatch outfit and plays saxophone and it's an account on tiktok called sack squatch no it's not it's not a traditional, you know, normal animal, but it's a cryptozoological creature and and certainly playing saxophone on social media is not where I would have expected to find our big-footed friend. Well, he's a pretty big guy. He could have a hefty sax a phone. Yeah, there you go. That is animal where you wouldn't expect it. I w- I believe that actually disqualify. I'll give it to you. Yeah. And Mark gave it to you too, so Bob, more points. Wait, does he get double points if I give it to him? All right, if you say so, Mark, I guess. No, I wasn't no, going I, take to, it. I but... withdraw. I withdraw. I don't know. I, I guess this counts, even though it's not really like a wild choice. But growing up, my mom had a friend who had like a wild animal license, and he had a baby black panther. And he brought hmm. the baby black panther over to my mom's house, where there is not really an enclosure for a panther. 
and the police were called on my mom for having a quote-unquote jungle party because the Black Panther and her were swimming in the swimming pool together. Uh, and someone saw it, and I guess the I guess it like climbed up into like one of the tree branches or something. Like they had it on a leash, but you see a baby Black Panther running around. I guess you call the police. Was it someone at the party who called the cops, or some neighbor saw your mom in the pool with a little? It wasn't a party. It was just my mom, her friend, and the Panther. But because there was a Black <laughs> Panther, even though it was a little baby, it was a jungle party. Some nosy neighbor was like, "What is that? Some kind of baby Panther? <gasps> it's a jungle party." <laughs> Well, and I don't even know, like, a baby Black Panther just looks like a big house cat. Like, yeah. it wasn't like it was a full-grown panther. It was a bigger house cat. Yeah, that's not obviously something that's, like, illegal to have from a distance, even. Unless you're looking at it up closer, you know what you're looking for, like, the bigger paws and stuff like that than a typical cat has. Like, it looked very house cat-like. What if that neighbor is actually, like, does illegal, like you know, animal importing or something. And they were like, that's a baby black pa- They're trying to get me busted. I better call <laughs> the cops on them so that they get busted. And they'll think, oh, we cleared this whole area of exotic animal traffickers. And they'll never look for me here. These dumb animal traffickers and they're swimming with their animals in their pool. But yeah, we uh, we used to have a blue and gold macaw and the uh, the Black Panther baby and like our, we had a house cat at the time, but they were like buddies. They would go terrorize the macaw, uh, Sydney. They would try to, but Sydney like would always hold her own. And I honestly thought one of the cats was going to lose an eye or an ear because Sydney would just like go after him with her beak whenever they get near her. But they had like this back and forth where they would always go after each other. But I guess a Black Panther in our house and our pool probably is where it's not supposed to be. Yeah, well, I mean, it seems like it was supposed to be there, but just not not in polite society, okay? Like, legally, probably not, but like... Oh, that guy had a license or whatever. I don't know what the, exactly that means, but probably that means it was allowed. I don't know. I don't know about legally, but it was cool. We could pet it and hang out with it, and it was just a little little baby. It acted like a kitten. It would, like, you know, get feisty and playful, and it would have times where it's just, like, chill. It acted very much like a cat. When it got older, maybe it got more aggressive. I don't know, but as a kitten, it was just a cool little cat. I don't think they're particularly aggressive i mean they hunt right so their their instincts will have them like hunt for meat yeah but keters has a fucking murder list that would put him in a life sentence for easily well i don't think big cats are just like inherently aggressive there's lots of people you know like keepers at zoos and places where like you'd be pretty chill with with large cat species i've heard like gorillas are the ones that are a lot scarier than having big cats like a big cat sure if you go get like a pin with a mountain lion and it's hungry it'll destroy you but like there's a lot more stories of like gorillas you turn your back on a gorilla and it'll attack you and stuff like that but i don't know rip harambe oh well welcome back to cincinnati bob hey home of harambe any uh final tales here before tales good one boss thanks bob (laughs) mark laughed too so i'll give you bonus points me you laughed at bob's joke yeah that gives him bonus points no, no, I sneezed. No, you heard it, boss. He laughed. You heard him right the first time. No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. All right, any any final animal tales before I wrap this one? Going once, going twice. All right. Well, this has been a very tight one. It was fun. I, I honestly wasn't keeping close track of points the whole time because it was nice just discussing things. But, man, there at the end, Mark, you just gave Bob point after point after point. I don't know if I did. Yeah, that really broke the tie, and I, being as I don't have another way to break the tiebreaker since Bob hates, like, coins and stuff, I guess I'll just let Mark's uh, laughter and saying Bob deserved bonus points give him the win. I demand a coin flip! He can't do that, boss. You're I in demand! Charge. I flipped it. Bob, you win. Who called it? <laughs> what? Wait. You just said a coin flip. You didn't... Uh, you know. Mark, we can do a coin flip. Heads, I win. Tails, you lose. Go! No. This feels like the right karmic outcome because Mark's stories all involve 
death and suffering? Well, let's just say that you're wrong, and I am deserving of win. Great speech, Bob. Winner speech. <laughs> uh, you know, it feels good to win. I've been winning a lot lately, so I'm really starting to get used to being on top here. And, uh, you know, this is back back where I belong, really. And, uh, you know, we gave it 110% out there, and uh, you just love it when it, everything comes together. When the team works so hard, you know, it's good to get the outcome you want. And, uh, no, we look forward to next week. And, uh, you know, got another big game coming up, so time to get back to work. Uh, get back at it. Perfect. All right. Well, I guess we'll find out what Bob decides to talk about next week. Thank you guys so much for joining. If you haven't already, you can go follow us. Mark at Markiplier, Bob at MySkirm. I'm Minion777 or Lord Minion 777 We have merch stored at If you're not watching on Spotify, you probably should be because there's video and stuff. And I guess we'll see you next week for, or next episode. I don't know when these are coming out. For whatever comes next. Until then, podcast out. <laughs>